What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Or the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. Let's go. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's it. Oh, at the 30. Derek Brooks. Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey there, and welcome to the Salty Dogs. Yet another episode. I'm joined by me, Jeff Ryan. Yeah, yeah me. By who? You me. know you as, as you me. Know. Other people call you Jeff. Do you know what's funny is... And I'm Scott Smith. Uh, the other day during practice, I um, a guy came up in the in our area, and I asked him, you know, may I help you? And he goes, no, I'm good. And I, I said, well, who are you with? And he goes, me. <laughs> I'm with me. <laughs> yeah. So what, I'll remember. Was he supposed to be there? No. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know what something Bruce said uh, today, and we're, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, somebody asked him about the possibility of at some point in the future preseasons being shortened and would be, he be all right with that. And lots of times coaches are the holdouts against that idea. Right. Because they want all those opportunities to evaluate, right? You'd think. But he said he'd be cool with it if you still got enough practices. So if you could have a couple preseason games and then have several joint practices with other teams. And reiterated what he'd said before when we practiced with the Dolphins. He said, I actually get more out of these practices than the game especially with your starters, because you can script specific situations. Yeah, and you know, funny you say that, because before Friday's game, last Friday's game against the Dolphins, we were in his office getting an idea what to expect for that okay, game, right. a production meeting, yeah, so production to speak. Meeting. And uh, I just said to him, I go, are you going to get anything out of this game compared to what you got out of practice? And he said, practice was everything. We got 40 reps of what we wanted to see exactly. of a particular situation, and you're going against another team. I think you're going to see more of joint practices, and I know we're going to do more joint practices next season. Yeah, I was going to ask you, but I think I know the answer. Would you be cool with a preseason like that, with fewer games but more joint practices? Yeah, I I mean, yes. Yes, was, I would. I mean, to be quite honest, while the Pittsburgh game had a lot of fireworks, mm -hmm. that Miami game – and, you know, it was a snore fest yes. for, until the fourth quarter. And then it was fun. And then, yeah, all the excitement was in the fourth quarter. But right. I, I think you could I could live without having seen that game and turn that in in exchange for, you know, three or four days of practicing with another team. And I think, yeah, I, the, the hard part is, and I don't know how they're going to be able to work it out because I guess the only it's thing. It's revenue, right? It's revenue. So the, so the only other thing you would do, and it makes it hard for the fan, is – that you know the the cost of of uh, the full per amount ticket. yeah is divided by 10 home games this year for the buck fans it's nine home games right so you'd have to reduce it down now so to in right. order to it's, keep the revenue up you in TV are, revenue there is some of that right mm -hmm. i mean so it, it's tough to get there i agree um, but I would be in favor of it. I think it. I think with the new collective bargaining agreement coming on, it has talking, to be after that. I, I I see that coming up. Yeah, but, that yeah. has to be part of it. So it's not going to just happen unilaterally. And I think too. I think fans are to the point where they're going to watch a preseason game because you just want to see what's going on. But if there's two, then you're thinking, okay, there's going to be a lot more fun 
They'll in probably the two put games. the starters will get a little more action than they mm-hmm. do in the first two because that's all they got. Right. So yeah, I would I would be fine with that. Now that being said, on the situational thing, one situation we have had no problem getting is two minute drills. Yes. And Ryan Griffin has played three halves because mm-hmm. he played a good part of the first half and all the second half in Pittsburgh, and then he played. He came in to start the second half against Miami. So he's had three – he's been in the game three halves that ended, and every single one of them he's led a successful two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. Every one, three for three, that's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. They don't go three for three out here on the practice no. field. Ever, almost. And it doesn't matter whether you're going against the, you know, considered backup or third string or whatever. It you're, matters little, but, yeah, but you're, you're surrounded by backups, too. That's yeah. what you were going to say. So, right. And he and he being the quarterback and being in charge, he's he's seeing what he's supposed to see, and he's executing what he's supposed to You know execute. what's funny? You talk about all these new guys around him, but who's he throwing the ball to by far the most? Uh, I think he, we're going to be talking to him in just a little uh, bit. TH. Tanner Hudson. His good friends and, call him. Yeah, well, and the thing is, I didn't think about this, but Tanner was on the practice squad all last year until he got a late promotion. Uh-huh. And, um, and of course, Ryan was leading the um, scout team for a good portion of the year. And so those two have practiced together a ton. So that's what Ryan is. Ryan's totally comfortable with Tanner, mm-hmm. knows what he's going to do. He says he came up to the line the first now in that that game-winning drive, which was surprising because they only had like 34 seconds to work with against Miami. Um, he said the first one he threw to Tanner, he came to the line, saw the two high safeties, knew where Tanner was, and says, I know exactly where he's going to be. This is totally going to work, and, and I was like, well, rip it off. You know, like he didn't have to hesitate or go through reads. It was just like, I know that guy's going to be there. Look, bam, boom. I think it was like a 16-yard game. We got to talk to both of them after the game on uh, Bucks Radio. and Makes sense. And interviewed them together oh good and it was it yeah it, it go it probably it's up on the site on okay the, on, on bucks.com it is it's kind of funny because they're like two buds there oh, and good. they were and they went through everything you just oh, talked okay. about how yeah you know we're very familiar with each other this is how it works this is the way it goes but they they were both happy for each other having the success that they're right. having during the preseason and and when you think of of uh of ryan you you have to wonder when is he going to eventually get his chance. And there are a lot of quarterbacks out there that are on teams that have played in NFL games that I personally think he's he better got, than. Yeah, if he ever gets a shot. And, and unfortunately for him, he's going to get one shot and he better nail it because he's been around for, as a backup he's, he's for so He's been long. in the league for six years. Yeah. Um, Never taken a, an official I know, snap. and it just becomes a vicious cycle for him. I think personally that him and Tanner – are in a similar situation in which them making the 53-man roster may have less to do with them beating out the guy that's ahead of them on the depth chart and more to do with them deciding to keep one more at each position. So I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I you know, Ryan – and Blaine Gabbard has been fine. He hasn't had nearly as many shots as Ryan's, Ryan's got to play by far the most. So it's there's not a whole lot of evidence with the Buccaneers of Blaine Gabbard, but the coaches clearly – you can tell how, how – confident that Bruce is and so I don't think Blaine's going anywhere nor was I suggesting you should so you might have to keep three again for Ryan to be that third guy um yes and I I don't think it's a bad idea to keep a third quarterback I really don't because who makes it through the season right it's clearly not a bad idea because a lot of the teams have started have gone to doing it you know when they first changed that third inactive quarterback role most teams tried to immediately go to just two quarterbacks on the 53-man roster mm-hmm. but I think it's swung back a little bit and a lot of teams you know we obviously have been doing it for the last four years 
um, and Bruce did for most of his time in Arizona. It's just, it's tough when you're coming down to 53 and you're going, man, can we keep that fourth tight end or that sixth linebacker? You got to be thinking in the back of your mind, well, if we, if we got rid of one of the quarterbacks, we could keep them both. And those two guys are both going to play mm-hmm. where your third quarterback, if things go even remotely like you're expecting, is not going to play. Mm-hmm. So he's helping you on the practice field, but you could get the same thing out of a practice squad quarterback. By the way, did you know that Ryan Griffin remains practice squad eligible? Because it's incredible, isn't it? How is that? He's been in the league too long. You have to have not been in a practice squad for three seasons, and he had two in New Orleans. And then the other part of it is you remain eligible if you've never in any season have are on the 46-man roster for eight games. The 46-man, the game day active. So he most of the time he's been on a roster, he's been inactive on game day. So like last year he got five, but if he'd have got eight, he'd be no longer eligible. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? How did you? When did you find? Oh, we just we we asked questions. I mean, there's always there's a whole CBA. You just have to find the right spot in there. Wow. Somebody, a, a very smart person over in, in the personnel department. See, I was just I was just thinking. Well, he's been on a NFL roster for so long, so many years that you would think that there's no way. But he's not active. There's, little, right. there's a little, little loopholes in those rules that are confusing. But I can't imagine that there's very many players in that position. Yeah, that's a hard go though because he's been on an NFL roster, so he's making NFL money, yeah. and he's been in the league for how many years I'm now? in no way suggesting we should. No, 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 no. I'm but I, I'm doing the math because a practice squad player, if you're a practice squad, you're getting paid X amount of dollars, period. Yeah. You don't, you're not, it's not, well, it's great money, but it's not NFL money. Yeah. But the other thing about being in the league so long that is in Ryan's favor is that your minimums keep going up. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about being on yeah. the roster, not on the practice right. squad. So uh, a rookie, the minimum for them is something, I don't know, 250000 or something. But right. if you've been in the league four or five years, it's higher than that now. Yes. So that's good. I'm glad that's the case for them. Yeah, for him. And then Tanner, same thing. I mean, you know you're keeping Cam and OJ. And, uh, you know, Antonio Clare seems pretty solid as a third guy that's your, your blocking guy. He play, he's been playing on some snaps with the first team in these first two games. So he's not just like a backup. He's a guy they have specific packages for based on the fact that he's one of the better blockers, mm-hmm. theoretically. So well, so maybe you yeah. keep Tanner as a fourth one, or yeah. maybe he beats him out. I it's, don't know. It's funny you say blocking because that seems to be the key to being a tight end is yeah. we have we have tight ends, and they're all very they're good fluid, yeah. and they, they have great hands, uh-huh. but there is little question marks on um, – Blocking, yeah, and and Taylor, now Claire is considered the better blocker out, out of. The, he's just not as dynamic of a pass catcher, right? Uh, now, you we're going to talk to Tanner about this, mm-hmm. but this is not like this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. This this is a guy who came out of college or came into college as a quarterback and a punter, and we'll get into the specifics of the story with him. But later, switched to wide receiver and switched schools. And um, not in that order. And then sort of kind of grew into being a tight end. So it's not like a guy has been playing tight end his whole life. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, you know, sometimes in college offenses, certain tight ends, they never they don't even use them to block. I think that was the case with Cam. That's why Cam has had to sort of develop his blocking skills because when he got here, he had been just at, at Harvard. They didn't use him as a blocker. Mm-hmm. He's no, just a I big wide he, receiver. And blocking is a lot harder than everyone oh, thinks it is. Sure. Well, Everybody kind of goes, well, how hard is it? You just, you know. <laughs> Strength, footwork, hands, placement, balance, leverage. Mm-hmm. Who can who can get the leverage and get, stay lower and keep moving? And sometimes it. it's it's specific ways you're supposed to. You're, we need you to block him in that direction. And if they happen to get on the other side of you, then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Somebody messed up a block on that um, the one sack that Winston took to yes. finish the drive, and it was an assignment error clearly because that guy was just free. 
Yeah, and that's but, not and that's not good. That's not good. But again, it's preseason, and Bruce Arians said they had just that was a new protection package that they had just recently been working on. So they, it's he wasn't terribly surprised that they messed it up. Yeah. But you don't want your quarterback killed because he made a. Yeah, you don't. You know. One the, more. The, it's called the lookout block. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even think anybody yelled lookout. Yeah, yeah, I saw know. The guy. <laughs> uh, one more thing about that game. You know, we were talking about those two minute drills. So. Brian Griffin and Tanner Hudson do a great job of putting us in field goal range, but not close. 48 yards on a rainy night. And Matt Gay, no problem. No problem. It's amazing. I mean, I mean it, it, was, it, was, it was great because it kind of felt like a game at that point, marching down, and hmm. it did create all the atmosphere, and the fans that did stay were were cheering. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on. Right. I mean, you you couldn't simulate it any better than than you did right there. Yeah. To to hey. Right. This is it. You you. This kick, happens in games. Yeah. You kick, you win. Yeah. You kick. Hmm. You might be looking for a job. Yeah. So. So yeah. So he's made a fifty-five yarder. He made another one in that game, and now he's made a forty-eight yarder game winner at the mm-hmm. end. I mean, that's those are the two things you're looking for. There there has been um, questions on on his accuracy being close, and. Um, we were having a discussion about that, and we were trying to decide that, let's say you're going for the extra point, which isn't really an extra point anymore. It's 33 yards. Yeah, but let's just say you have an issue, and not necessarily gay, but let's say a, a player has an issue, he can't kick close, but he can kick far. Now, if you're going to kick the extra point, do you Back take <laughs> do you take a penalty each time? Now the problem with that is if the, if the other team figures out that, that they They'll can decline, they can decline. But no way would anybody ever do that. I, uh, Plus, it just doesn't make sense. The, if he had, and we're we're basing that on the fact that mm-hmm. a couple days in training sure. camp he missed a couple short kicks. Yeah, and those and, kicks would have would have not made it from forty either right. or fifty. So it has yeah. obviously it had something to do with his concentration or just he made he just messed up on that play. So Excellent point. Any kick that makes it from forty eight should make it from thirty three. Yeah, but it's training camp. I mean, so except maybe one that hooks back in at the last minute, it, and that's it, not the way he kicks the ball. He kicks mm-hmm. them straight. Yeah, it's training camp and. Um, it's a kicker, and that's what everybody's focusing on. I will say this, though. The Advent Health uh, Training Center indoor facility, I keep waiting for it to have dents because he kicks it so far. <laughs> we, were in, they were, we were inside practicing, or not you and I, but we were inside watching practicing. They were kicking field goals outside. Yeah. And all you would hear you is, hear, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah doink. Yeah, and, I, and I kept looking up, and I'm going, geez, I wonder, or is it going to be like. It was glass, though, wasn't it? Would we have dents, or, or was it above the Oh, glass? it was above. It oh, was wow. above. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay. Take that out of his paycheck. Is it, is it like when you were a kid and your dad said, don't throw the ball against the garage door, and <laughs> yeah. your dad's not home, and you throw the ball against you the garage door? Dad comes home and goes, what are you doing? Because there's little ball marks all over. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of go, how did he know? He wasn't yeah. around. But, yes. Uh, but I, I, I think the kicking game has been a very exciting thing to look at. Well, and uh, look at how many games we uh, it, the team could have won it, it, with yeah. with the right field goal at the right time. It'd be nice if we ha- could get a punt return, though. They, we've had nothing but fair catches. And no. then, of course, we had a couple where there was miscommunications and 12 men on the field, or there was one where there was only nine guys on the field. Again, that's something preseason. A, preseason clean things up, and B, the roster is going to go from 90 to 53, so you're going to have a it, lot less substitution, a lot less yeah. different units. That made, come on, man. Nine? 
Yeah, the counting. They oh, they did. Yeah, they did it. They counted. It's how preseason. Many. Come oh, on, get off your high horse. God, it's come on, man. It's preseason. Uh, they didn't get a whole lot to to go with. That's uh, lame. Uh, um, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> that's all right though. The little, good natured fun. The, the only reason why I was watching that is Little League World Series didn't start till eight. So I love the Little League <laughs> World <laughs> Series. Me too. Me love too. It. That's why I was waiting. But I was looking for something to watch before it started. Yeah, that's what I happened to see. So yeah, yeah. Little so. League World Series is a lot of fun. It is. It is. You know why? Because it's pure. But we need pure sport. We need another Florida rep. They haven't won the Southeast in a little while. Mm-hmm. But the Virginia team, which is the Southeast, is mm-hmm. killing it. They threw, threw two straight no hitters. Yeah. And Jeff, you have to admit, this is what people are look for when they come to the Salty Dogs podcast. Yes. Us talking about Little League baseball. Well, right? it, it, it just it kind of loops around how we, we got there. It. We veered yeah. off a little bit. I was there. watching uh, count Monday Night Countdown, and you said why, and basically it's because okay. I was waiting for Little League World Series. Did you watch the game last night? No, not no, at all. No, no, I, I watched all of the uh, all the Little World Little League Little World I'm Series. Game. Pretty, pretty. I think I'm pretty confident saying that I've never watched a preseason game that I wasn't forced to watch. You know what I'm saying? You really? I don't think I've ever like found one on TV and stayed and watched it. I don't see the point. Really? Yeah. And I love football. Well, I, in fairness, I understand that uh, if there's something I'm interested in, I'll hang around and see. But a lot of times, I mean, a lot of times, like it's better in person. I, I just yeah. I, if I'm sitting at home on a Thursday night and they've got a game on, probably not watching it. Now in the regular season, I watch Thursday night. I yeah, watch Sunday Friday night. night. Yeah. Wife loves it. She loves that I watch all that football. Oh, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> Better than being out and about, right? <laughs> At least she knows where you are. Yeah. Gonna... So you got anything else you want to talk about? Nah, get nah, let's get Tanner in here. I'm, I'm very curious about, about this young man. He, he seems he comes to be... from, a, from what I understand, he comes from a very small town. I think he's got a cool name. Tanner Hudson? Yeah. Just, yeah I like... Yeah. It just... No yeah, matter... These are the names you see when you watch the Little League World Series. Yes. Your Tanners and your Averys and your Bradens. There's a lot of those. Jeff and Scott's just not there anymore. <laughs> I guess, yeah, no. Okay. Nobody names their kids Scott anymore. But if you do out there, bless you, because it's a great name. It is. And that would be with two T's, not one. Two T's. That's I, the proper way to spell Scott it. Scott Brantley had one T. I know that. Uh-huh. Okay. I know. Just so you know. I, that's not had, it's not his he, fault. He has, has. one. He's, he's never found another T. He's no. remained a one T Scott. Yes. The whole he's time. that strong he can get by through <laughs> life with one T. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's end this segment and get Tanner in here Very and good. have a good time talking to the young tight end who leads the league in receptions and receiving yards. I like it. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs, and the guest we've been waiting for is with us now. And, Jeff, i got to tell you, anytime you got the opportunity – to get the NFL's leader in receptions and receiving yards, you got to jump at it. You right? got to love it. It's exciting to have you. Welcome. Welcome, Tanner. Good to be Tanner here. Hudson. Tan- everybody. Yeah, I was just gonna, number eighty-eight. First year tight end. Were you aware of that? Well, that I, was I know you're leading. doing well, but did you know you're leading? And it's preseason, but yeah, uh, my girlfriend keeps okay. me pretty up, uh, <laughs> up to date on all those those stats. You got a good lady there oh, taking yeah, care of business. Sure. I like it. I like it. So, is it? It's fair to call you a small town guy, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, give us a little idea of like the size of your how, town and what it was like. How small is it? Um, well, Big Sandy, where I'm from, there's one red light, and it's just the blinking one. Where you just have to stop and go as long <laughs> so as there's a four way stop. Would that be Tennessee? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So it's a well, I don't want people to get confused. Well, there's a Big yeah. Sandy, Texas, where Lovey Smith is from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but you had to go to school in a nearby town, right? I did. I went to uh, Camden. <clears throat> Excuse me. Which is uh, it's it's right there beside Big Sandy. So, uh, but it was a bigger school, and 
my mom and dad just decided to uh, we needed to go there instead of Big Sandy, I guess. <laughs> Bigger school, but not not huge, right? Oh yeah, so still when, not big. So Big Sandy graduated our senior classes. I think they graduated with uh, twenty five. And we graduated with like 160, probably. Oh, so wow. when you go to a school like that, you, you if you're a good athlete, you probably have to play all the sports, right? Yes. Did I, you do that? I played basketball, baseball, and football. Yes. What, what were you in baseball? Uh, played center fielder, oh. outfield, or yeah, center field, uh, first base, pitched a little, oh, cool. caught a little Righty bit. or lefty? Right-handed. Okay. Well, he, he, he's a special team specialist also. Did you know that? Well, he probably wants to be, right? Yes. No, <laughs> but, but, he, but no, what I'm saying is he was a punter, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, yes. An uh, emergency punter. And, and, you, yeah. and you were punter of the week, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cool time oh, you've week. done a little research, Jeff. I, nice work. Listen, this is how you do it. You know, nothing's going to get by. Well, I want to, you know, listen, you can do the stats and all this and that. We want, we want to get to the really fun right. stuff. So can you still punt? Uh, I mean, I haven't done it in a while, but I'd like to think I'd be able to, yeah. So... You know, last year Adam Humphreys was the emergency third quarterback on this team. Have yeah. you done any lobbying? So if you're on the 53, that you know? um, I haven't said anything about it. I mean, <laughs> you hope they um, know, right? Yeah, I mean, if they came down to it, you know, I, I think I could do it. You, you're not you're not doing extra tosses like after practice is over with, just kind of hanging out with Jameis and the guys, showing up the arm. Yeah, showing them how it's done, and no, <laughs> maybe throw it back to them after they throw it to me. <laughs> there you go, there you go. I like it. Tight spiral. So mm-hmm. Jeff said you went to college first at Memphis, right, as a punter, but also a quarterback. Yes. And then you so tells you then went to Southern Arkansas for what was the impetus there? Um. I had Paxton Lynch in front of me at Memphis, yeah, and okay. so, you know, first-round draft pick. I yeah. didn't think that I was going to really get a shot to do anything, so I called my old head coach up, Kevin Ward, and uh, he kind of, you know, just sent me in the direction towards him. He knew one of the GAs there, I think, and went down there with a for a visit uh, with my mom and, you know, ended up signing that day. Really liked the oh, coaching wow. staff and everything. So, yeah, I think it was around Christmas. We went down one day, visited, and – Ended up signing that day. And I think you told me the other day that they, because there was already a quarterback in place, that you wanted to get on the field. You didn't have a redshirt year left, so you became a receiver? Is that right? Correct, yes. The coaches decided to uh, – he just asked me one day after practice. He was like, you think you could run a route, catch a ball? And I was like, I mean, I guess. So, you know, <laughs> I did a couple of routes. They, uh, I guess they liked it, and so just so, kind of went from there. How long did it take to transition from receiver to tight end? Were you just growing? I mean, uh, yeah, I just gained weight. I mean, pretty much is how it is. It, it wasn't, I don't, there's not much of a difference. There okay. wasn't, at my college, there wasn't much of a difference in the receiving aspect and then the tight end spot because yeah. I mostly did all the receiving. Yeah, Cam Brown always of, said yeah. the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that means right now what you're, you're having to work hard to learn and you know, in the fire mm-hmm. and the crucible is, is blocking, right? Correct. So Correct. I imagine that's like your main it's, thing. It's a, it's a tough task. How do you? Yeah. What, what is you know? Everyone says you know you gotta you gotta work on your blocking. So Great. educate us a little bit. What do you need to do? What 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 is it that you do to improve? I mean, there's blocking? a lot that goes into it, right? Yeah. Strength yeah, and I leverage. Mean, I mean, strength, leverage, yeah. footwork, hand placement, uh, knowing which side to get your head on, like which side of the ball to get your head across. You know, just there's there's a lot of different things, and you know, one little thing, one wrong step here, one bad hand placement there can. Yeah, most people go, well, he can't block, and people think, well, you know, he's not strong. Well, how tough is it? But but there's a yeah. there's there's a lot of mentalness yes. to it also. Yes. Yeah, so you could do four things right and get one wrong, and and yes. it doesn't work out. It's like a go- a golf hole. You mm. can hit four good shots and mess up the fifth one. My game. A lot of respect. <laughs> yeah. Like people like Anthony Oclair. Mm-hmm. 
and I've never seen a better tight end blocker. Really? really? Yeah, he's so That's good. what they've always said about him, but yes. for the naked eye, it's hard for us it's, to know. Yeah, it's, he's... So is that helping you watch him do it? So yes. you get a great... I try, yes. I ask him all the time, you know, what what do you think I did wrong here? Where, where do I need to put my hands here? And, you know, just little things like that, you know, just trying to learn. Same with how I ask Cam, you know, different questions on routes and stuff like that, you know. It's just trying to learn from somebody who's better at it than I am. You guys sound like you're pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think we are. We all we all seem to like each other, get along very well. Speaking of which, Ryan Griffin, who probably has thrown all the passes you've caught in the preseason, right? Yeah. He, he told us the other day that it really helped him, and obviously you too, that you guys got a lot of work on the field together last year. Oh, yeah. Practice squad last year. That yeah. was fun with him. So he says, yeah. like, he, he comes to the line on the first one on that last drive because you caught both passes for 45 yards. I think the first one was like 16. And he said mm-hmm. he got to the line, he saw the two two high safeties and knew exactly – knew you were going to be open and he knew exactly where you were going to be. So, yep. I mean, it's good that Ryan may not be the starting quarterback, but the quarterback has trust in you. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. You guys have a good chemistry, huh? For sure. Yeah, last year, practice squad, I mean, we were just going out there and having fun with it. I mean, it's fun to – Go out there and compete with, you know, that's a starting NFL defense. So the fact that me and him were able to that's right. go out there and kind of create a chemistry, like you said, you know, felt well, good. When I mean, you talk about you're on the practice squad, so you're showing them looks that a team that would be coming in. That, that, if he's on the scout team. Yeah, yeah. if you're on the scout team. Correct. Were you, were you on the scout team a lot? I was, yes. And Every, so, so that is fun, or is that, like, mentally exhausting? I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I get to impersonate, you know, really, really good tight ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who Every right? single yeah, week. That's yeah. it, huh? You know. Yeah, like Zach Ertz when he played Yeah, Philly. Zach Ertz, yeah. Travis Kelsey, like all of them. I get to, you know, pretend that I'm them running those routes. So try to give the best look I can for the defense and – Go from there. The last catch you made that set up the game-winning field goal against Miami, I mean, we, we think about your acrobatic touchdown in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. I, I think you told me that was just basically like the ball was there and you just reacted. Mm-hmm. This one was pretty high level of difficulty as well. I mean, I mean how did you hold on to that at the yeah. end there? I mean, you really can't place it better than Griff did, honestly. Right? Right into, I mean, just right on my outside shoulder, you know, the DB – did a good job of trying to knock it out. Yeah. He just kind of knocked it into my other hand, oh. and I just kind of held on to it. <laughs> but, yeah, it was an amazing throw. It was a great throw considering that, you know, that route can be run a couple of different ways, and the fact that Griff knew that I was going to do that. you know. Oh, it was an option? Yeah. I mean, not really an option, but, you know, technically you're supposed to kind of break out more at an angle instead of keeping it as high. Okay. And so – yeah. After the game was over, with we had you on Bucks Radio in the locker room, you and Griff together, and it sounded like two guys just really having fun. And and you, it's a preseason game, but you won. Oh yeah, and, and you guys were involved in it, so you still have that taste of gosh, I love playing football. This is still fun. Oh yeah, that's it's so much fun. You know, after you know making that field goal after the completed pass, I mean, you can see how much fun we were having, how excited we both were to you know. Get that drive together. Yeah. Well, we're, we're almost close to – Yeah, we got a, about a minute and a half. Right. On our uh, walk over here with Tanner, um, Keith Armstrong stopped us, you know, just to make yep. a joke about Tanner. And, and Tanner, you said to him, I, I need to get on your crews or your team's mm-hmm. coach. So, I mean, that's obviously an understanding – you're understanding that special teams for any player in your position is critical. Oh, yeah. It's very, it, very, very critical. Yeah, you can't really win one of those mm-hmm. spots without – you no. have to you have to contribute someone on special teams. Exactly. Right? So, do you 
feel good about that? I mean, do you think you can contribute on special teams? Um, I think I can. You know, the, he's given me a he's giving me an opportunity to show that I can do it, and so you know, I just got to go out there and perform and show him that I am capable of you know making a tackle or getting that block or you know things like that. The 53-man roster will be formed on August 31st. Yes. Do, you, do you guys just have to just not think about that? Yes. Just focus you, on the day. Yeah. Focus on today. Don't think about. You know, if you start counting numbers and how many you're going to keep there, how many they're going to keep there, you're just going to drive yourself crazy, and that's all you're going to think about. So you just have to buckle down and go day by day and, you know, do the best you can each day. Well, before we let you go, you mentioned your girlfriend, and I've been married for a while, and so has Scott. So you need to at least say your name. So <laughs> so you, you, oh, yeah. I'm trying to help you here. I'm going to coach you uh, up yeah. a little bit. And, uh, and her name is? Carly Weatherly. Okay. And, and uh, uh, she she does a lot of uh, of your social media? Uh, very lot of it. Okay. Very good. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very good on Facebook, and that's uh -huh. where a lot of our hometown well, people are. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, she's okay. doing a terrific job, just yes, so you is. know. I did go on and look, and, okay. and, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can see where this is. This is not him at all. No, she takes <laughs> so, care of me. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. It seems like you guys are, are uh, having a lot of fun together, and it seems like your whole family is embracing this experience that you're just not yourself going through this, but everybody's kind of like, this is – unbelievable yes yeah it's it's very exciting for all of us you know just being like you said being in that small town environment everybody kind of knows everybody and the fact that i've made it this far and you know they're still it's still the same people it's not new people that now that i've been i've been here you know they're coming in it's the same people that were with me when i was a walk out at memphis I great mean, that's awesome. Good. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah, seriously, because uh, I know you have a lot going on. Oh, yeah, no problem. All right, all. good luck in the next couple of weeks, and uh, and you got to hold on to that uh, NFL lead uh -huh. in both yards and receptions. you got two more games to yeah. do it. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Appreciate it, guys. The Salty Dogs. All right, we're back again for our last segment. You know what this one's all about, Jeff. I do, I do, but I want to say I was, it was fun. It was fun with Tanner. With Tanner. He's a nice guy. I, you know, you kind of pull for a guy like that. For sure. Yeah. There's always guys every year that we get to know during the summer and hope that they make it, and, and sometimes they do and mm -hmm. sometimes they don't. I think he's got a good shot. Hope. Keep fingers crossed. Well, you know, the scary part is, is uh, Bruce Arian said, hey, don't get overly excited if you make the 53. He didn't man. say that about him specifically, no. but that is a good point. Just – I, now, we've seen that, before we get to these questions here, we've seen that some more years than others. Um, I think our a couple years ago, they, the previous staff didn't feel great about the bottom of the roster, and they turned it over a little bit. Um, you, you cut down to 53, and then everybody cuts down to 53, so there's hundreds and hundreds of players. And if you like that, the, this team had five good tight ends, so they cut one that you like better than your fourth. And I don't know why I picked that position because I'm not it trying to is. say that's the one. Well, because it was but top offensive of line. line, maybe. Yeah. Well, they, you're always looking to improve, and that's what happens. And, yeah. and you know, it moves around, and then there's guys that are out there after the uh, first week. If you're a veteran player, you're usually going to set out the first week because if you go to a roster and a veteran player, you end up getting paid all year. Yeah, you're guaranteed but a contract. If, yeah, you get that second week, then yeah. I only have to pay you as much as I usually. Right, so, so that's why they, if they get cut, they often have to wait. Yeah. But it's the guys that you claim. And it may not even be big names. People mm -hmm. are like, okay, some big names going to get cut. Mm -hmm. No, it could just be a, um, maybe a third-year uh, interior offensive lineman who they think We'll do a better job than the guy we kept. Yeah, and you also have to ask yourself if a big name is getting cut, you got to ask why. Yeah, that's true. So there, you have that issue. But, but there are players like, for instance, you could have a log jam of really good players at a position, and 
we'd like to keep everybody, but we can't. We got to let one go because yeah. we can't carry that position. And you can right. get yourself a good player. Well, I mean, think of Carl Nassib. Um, oh, he, I don't. Unreal. I wouldn't say Carl's a big name, but he was he was a well, fairly yes. well known guy, and he'd been like a third round draft pick of Cleveland, mm-hmm. and he'd only been there two years. Yeah, had you know, I don't know, four or five sacks a year or three. I didn't expect it. No, I don't think anybody expected him to get cut, and, and we got him, and and it was that was big for us last year. And it's going to be a big issue. Now he's a starter, and yeah. one of the guys we're really expecting to get pressure from. You got it. All right, questions. All right. Great to have you guys back for a second season, and yeah. it's been awesome being back in Tampa. I guess he's referring to himself there. He All didn't right. really give me any more information, though, so I don't know if he just moved back or something. This guy's name is Kent. All right. Clark. Okay. <laughs> All right. Most Kent people. to Colby. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. From the beginning of training camp until now, who has impressed you the most, and who is your long shot for making the team? <clears throat> Want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, I've said it before, so I'm being I'm yeah. being repetitive. But we, Vernon Hargraves. already have this. Yeah, no, it wasn't exactly this. But Vernon Hargraves, I think I threw it out, just like who's really impressed you. It wasn't right. a question from a fan. Vernon, and I'm not going to go on and on about this because I already have on a couple occasions. But Vernon Hargraves, to me, started out camp hot and, and never cooled off, makes plays every day. So that would be my pick. I'd have to say gay. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I have to it's say when you look at him, he doesn't look like he's a kicker. I mean, he's – well, he's just a big guy. Right. Interesting Interesting story about him is that uh, he was a soccer player. Did you know this story? You know, I knew he was a soccer player. He was a soccer player, and he went on a, uh, a mission. Yeah. And uh, he gained um, all this weight <laughs> uh, because some of the – you know, a celebration, you're working all the time, you're eating more. He gained all this weight, and he was – was too slow to play soccer. <laughs> so they they said, well, you know, why don't you become a kicker? That's funny. And that's that's how he ends up in the NFL. His, right. his goal was to be a soccer player. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say him. Okay. And who's your long shot for making the team? I don't even think we can go Tanner anymore. He's a little too high profile not to be considered yeah. a long shot. I mean, it, it maybe I would say this. It's going to be a guy whose name you haven't heard of yet. Because I think we're going to go out there and look for some help at a couple of places, maybe offensive line. Yeah. So, I, or it could be it could be a young guy that's in here like Zach Bailey or Nate Truen or I mean, how many people know Josh Laribus's name, even though he's a veteran? Well, I don't think I don't think anyone can pick who the long shot is because I don't think they know yet who the the long shot, the long. long yeah, shot. It, that's right because they I think they have about forty forty eight spots sure of right now. But, you know, things can happen. Injuries, knock on wood, you know, find a guy that you like a little better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think there's a great option for it. I, I, I might have said Bobo Wilson yeah. early in camp, but I don't think he's a long shot anymore. No, I don't think so. I think I think you expect Bobo to make So maybe somebody more like Anthony Johnson if we keep six of them, something like that. I think that's probably the hardest part is you don't know how many they're going to keep. And right. I'm not sure if they – Well, if, this person doesn't expect us to yeah. know. They're just oh, asking just us to, to guess, right? All right. If we knew, well, I like to give accurate information as well, much yeah, as we can. Well, yeah, but like you said, you can't know right no. now. You can't. Maybe Jason Light can. Uh, this guy had another little question at the end. Which you probably won't care about. I need a little insider info based on your expert knowledge of the league. Who would you be? Who would be your overall first fantasy draft pick? First of all, I mean, there's eight million sources out there ranking players, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure that my opinion is really going to sway you. But everybody. Every every place I look is taking Saquon Barkley, and that's certainly safe. Um, he plays a lot. The guy I think a dark horse for that though, and he's usually going more like second and third in the 
drafts and rankings I see is Christian McCaffrey. And I say that just because he, he's always on the field. He catches a ton of passes. He's on the field for like 97% of the snaps. They, they have him on every play. So you got to be out there to make plays, and he's always out there. Do you care about this question at all? No. Didn't think so. Moving on. No, the only reason I totally understand fantasy football. I, I totally understand all of it. I just don't have time. But my crew, the broadcast crew, the whole time they're working, I can tell when one of their players has done well because I, I see an arm motion or, you know. Yeah. And I guess that's how you really become involved in the well, sport. But Jeff, just if you, to me. If you this, care enough, you'll make time. Like, for instance, you could spend a lot less time talking to Linda. Yes. And use that time instead. Well, that'll go over well, Scott. <laughs> bring you could take up. fewer vacations. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, you, you just have to learn to make to it To learn to sit around and hang out with. Um, you know what this reminds me of? No. When my wife and I were buying our first house and the real estate agent we were working with, and obviously that was years ago and you're on more of a budget, right? Sure. She took us to one place and we liked it, but it was a little bit more than we wanted to spend. And she says to us, well, you could get another job and you guys could eat out, you know, two less times a month. And I'm like, you know what? You're the real estate agent. You don't need to be giving me life changing, really? telling me how to change my life. And I, that's so, I thought that was so selfish. She just wanted us to buy the more expensive I house. Would, uh, I would have uh, changed the uh, insurance or the uh, real estate. Well, we lady. found the house ourselves, yeah. and she did come in handy when all the paperwork, if anybody's been through that. Well, I probably would have been a real smart butt and said back to her, well, you know, if you'd cut your commission by 3%, <laughs> I might be able to buy this house. You get She gets her commission from the seller, though, right? No, it's a split deal. But it didn't come from us. Uh, it does. It the seller, but I don't it gets it was a long time ago. It, yeah, but it gets split depending on who, one person gets the listing. One it gets yeah, complicated. Yeah, I care much as much about real estate as you do care about yeah. fantasy football. Okay, I really don't care at all. Well. Um, hey, salty dogs, love the podcast. I'm reading it really up yes, because there's so exclamation points this. all over the place here. Hey, salty dogs, love the podcast. I always listen. Just haven't sent any questions since last year. I don't, Michael Cameron is his name, so apparently we've had questions from him before. Okay, Mike. Mike from Venice, Florida here, by the way. My question isn't directly Bucks-related, but mostly league-related. And to be honest, it's an odd question, so hang with me on this because mm -hmm. I think it could bring an interesting facet to the kicking game. This is the second straight week we've had a sort of odd question about wow. kickers. We all love kicking. Go ahead. So we have our PA attempts for one point. That is yes, true. From true. 33 yards. What if, after a TD, the coach could elect to back the ball up 10 yards, kind of going with what you were saying the other day, for example, and kick it from the 43 to 45-yard range for two points instead mm -hmm. of one? And what about there being a third choice in the kicking game of going for three points from, say, 53 to 55 yards as an option for extreme point after attempts? Yeah, there's more here, but that's the gist of what he's saying. Well, then it takes away the two-point conversion because that's what the two-point conversion is for. Yeah, I, I have a lot of problems with this. Yeah. First of all, when it comes to changing rules in the league and certainly in, in, in a sport, certainly the NFL changes its rules a lot. Um, when it comes to changing rules, I know that some of it's necessary, but I don't like rule changes that fundamentally alter the game. I'm with you. I was having this discussion about baseball the other day because some minor league or, or independent league started doing this thing. Basically, they called it you could steal first. So if there's yeah. a pass ball or wild pitch, you can just run to first. That fundamentally changes the sport of baseball. Or people talking about making the bases longer because pitching has become too dominant mm. and move the pitching. I, I, I don't, don't like any of that. I don't like the fact that if I want to walk you, I just say you walk. Oh, and you really? Don't throw. See, I'm okay I, with that one. I am not at all because you could have a wild pitch. You could. You, could, you could have so many things happen. And to speed up the game, I can give you a lot of ways to speed up the game. Well, they game. try a lot of different ways. I, I'm okay with that one. 
because that thing you describe can happen, but it doesn't really happen. Very yeah. Often. yeah. Um, and part another problem here. NFL kickers are supposed to make it from 43 yards mm. now, mm. and and they do for the most part. So if you start giving two points for that, they're going to do that every time. Yeah, but if yeah, you, I, I yeah, I want a touchdown to most of the time be seven points. I would prefer if we don't put so much emphasis on kicking. Well, that's you know? good. That's I, good too. I, yeah. I I mean, and not to diminish the kickers of the league, but they do have their place, and right. that is you kick for three, you kick for one. Yeah, and a two point play is kind of exciting. A 43-yard field goal as compared to a 33-5, as oh, compared yeah. to a 33 is not really any more mm. exciting. No. You know, maybe give them two points for 55 or something like that, so if they're absolutely desperate. But wouldn't you think most coaches would feel better that they could get two yards on an offensive play than a 55-yard uh, field goal? Yes, I would think so. So I don't – I don't. sorry, Michael, but I don't but, think this is going anywhere. But I like how you're thinking. I mean, it's different. It's a nice thought process. Salty dogs just don't approve. Well, as he says here, I think that he, he – he, it's a bit selfish because it's a home team thing because yeah. he says if you have a kicker like Matt Gay, you have a distinct advantage, which is true. Well, but don't uh, base any rules on what you have right now. You you have a, you you again. I think Matt Gay is going to be really good, but it hasn't been in. The, yeah, that's it, true. It's still early. He's projecting there. I think we agree with the projection, I but do. it's not a guarantee. Nope. 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 Um, yeah, so it was interesting. You know, we got to talk about it, but A, that's never going to happen, and B, I would not be in favor of it. Yes, it's not Salty Dog endorsed, so we move on. By the way, let's talk about another, before we, one more question. Sure. Another rule that I do not endorse, but unfortunately has already been changed, is this reviewing of pass interference. Now, to to be fair, it worked the way it was supposed to work, and it was in our favor in this last game. Remember, there was the flag yeah. thrown near, like, the three, and they picked it up. Some other ref talked him out of it. Right. Picked them up and we reviewed it, and they they said it was a penalty. Remember all that? I do. That is what that's for. It's supposed to be the egregious things like the one in the NFC Championship game that led to all this. You remember the Saints and the? I do. Okay, that's what that rule. That's why coaches want that rule for that type of thing. But they, you can litigate any any completion or incompletion down the down the sideline now and. You know when you slow those things down, you constantly see a hand here or a hand there. And you can find, if you slow it down, you can find something that you can call pass interference. And then if that's the rule, I think the guy up in New York is going, well, I get it. We, you know, I can see why they didn't call this. But if I don't call this pass interference, when that guy briefly, like the one on Sean Murphy bunting, mm-hmm. he just barely, barely had his hand on his wrist right. for like a half second. But he, I think he felt like he had to call it. You're going to have these coaches saving these their their replays for specifically the situation and throw a deep ball. Hope there's some contact. And you're probably going to get the you throw the flag and you're probably going to get the call. There's going to be too much of that this year. I think it's going to be incumbent of the coaches not to do it that way to use it when it is. No it. way, Jeff. If it's if it's an advantage, they're going to use it. Well, I guess. I guess, but. I'm throwing the ball I, deep. If goes, I'm losing by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, I'm throwing a deep ball on the sideline and hoping I get a contact, and then I'm throwing my flag. Yeah, I think also what's going to happen is they're going to get burned a couple times because they're going to go for one thing, and you're going to see something else, and it's going to go against you, which is a whole oh, see, lot, there's so and many, that can happen. It's a can of worms that they yep. opened here, and I don't think this is going to go well. I don't think it's going to go well. It certainly slows the game down, uh, which yeah, is I always, which, is, which I always laugh about. They always say they want to speed the game up, but, but then it takes them. Yeah, but – but, but I got a question. They didn't why, change the number of challenges. No, you get. but but why does it take so long? <laughs> I mean, no, I and, and I get it. I understand officiating is very very difficult. I could not do it in real time. 
But goodness gracious, it's yeah. just there. Right. Now, un- unless you have to, in fairness, one of the replays we had, they had to figure out where the ball was spotted. So you have to look at and figure out where the ball had to go. So I, I get that. But some, you know, there was one delay in one game. It was three minutes and 46 oh, seconds. Oh, no, that's way too long. Yeah. That's way too and long. And then they got it wrong compared to what everybody thought it should have been. So... I don't know. I don't think you can win in it, but it is part of the game. Well, I'm just predicting right here that that we are going to be hearing a lot about and a lot of unhappiness about this mm. reviewing of pass interference. Okay, one more. All right. Actually, it's not a question. I've already read it, but anyway. Hey, dogs, got to admit I'm writing this with a heavy heart. Uh-oh. Mm. I listened to every one of your podcasts, and I was also one of the people who tried entering to be in that fantasy challenge thing. Oh. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, you and and um, Carmen and Casey. Carmen and Casey were gonna. Yeah, you got a chance to come in and and into the draft room, which is pretty the actual cool. Draft the actual draft Jason yeah. Light runs his drafts and and do your fantasy draft. We do a live draft there, and then we play the season. They try to beat us, and there's prizes. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Now the the, the fans who won the contest have already been chosen, so I'm not oh. putting this out there. Okay. Okay. So he says the idea of drafting the Bucks actual war room. Well, first of all, nobody calls it the war room anymore. No. It's not really mm. politically correct at this point. He, they call it the draft room because football is not as serious as war. No. Um, was pretty exciting. I'm not getting on your case. It's just people say war room. No, I but I personally try not to use it anymore. Alas, I was not chosen. No, I'm not bitter, but I'm just going to point out that Jeff is definitely my favorite salty dog now. Well, see, I take offense <laughs> to that. So the only way I'm your favorite is because you don't get something? Maybe it was tied. Well, we were I am even. sorry, but you're not on my team. Wow, this guy's yeah. had a rough day. I mean, he's kind of like saying, it's kind of like, well, Scott, you didn't pick me, so I'm taking the ball and uh, I'm going well, home. You, you can come back to my team here in Salty Dogs, yes. uh, Mike. Mike from no. either you, either you're on my team because I'm the stronger <laughs> dog, or you're not. I'm just, you know, if you're not the league dog, if you're not the lead dog, the scenery stays the same. Maybe you just um, previously didn't think you were doing a perfect job on the volume levels or Maybe. something. I don't know. Since you'd handle all that. I and know. If there's any, any mistakes in that, people out there, at any time, it's Jeff's fault. Absolutely. And I have very broad shoulders, so I can handle it. <laughs> I don't have a question, Scott. I just wanted to say that I'm sure you didn't pick me because you knew I would beat you. Oh, just see. Sad, uh, but still listening in St. Uh, Pete. Uh, Mike. Okay, just so you know. They, the people who wanted to be in it, this was like weeks ago, but yeah. they had to they had to tell us, and I think maybe 250 words or less, uh-huh. um, why we should pick them. So he wasn't convincing enough. Well, there was uh, there was hundreds of entries. There was more than I expected, and there was a lot of really good ones. We only had got to pick nine, oh, but, but I will say hard. a lot of people, in, and in funny ways, would say things like, "The only reason you're not going to pick me is you know I'm going to beat you." It was funny, but the problem was there was too many people saying the same thing, so it wasn't particularly unique. It was creative to them, but unfortunately, it turned out it wasn't creative in the whole scope of things because a lot of other people. They said went. The same they thing. went for the cheap shot. So you know, like one guy wrote it in a in poetry form, and that was kind of good. I like it. Well, you should have read it. I didn't bring it down here with oh, me. Oh, okay. Well, I thought. But anyway, he made it. We picked him, and and there was there was criteria that involved in different categories and, and it scores was, and. And in fairness, it wasn't only you picking people. Yeah, we had a panel. He had a panel. So. So, um, in any case, I think that he's. Tongue in cheek with most of us. Okay. Understand you. All right, you're back on my team then. <laughs> but uh, I just, yeah, we're going to have that draft on Thursday night, by the way, and then um, I'm going to start writing about it. And we'll write about it every yeah. week. So if you find that interesting, I probably have that. to build the lawn on Thursday or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're hoping to have some special guests. Wouldn't it be amazing if you were sitting up there in the war room and you'd like draft Chris Godwin and then Chris Godwin walks in the room and says, hey, hey thanks for picking me. That would be pretty cool. That would be neat. That would, hey, that's a great idea. I don't we think we can do that. They have meetings no. that night, so oh. I'm not sure something like that's going to happen. But, Get my uh, hopes up. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm sorry, Mike, maybe next year. Uh, I'm sorry that you weren't chosen, but there were a lot of good entries that weren't chosen. Well, he can play at home. He can play in another league. He well, can't play in our league. I know, but he can keep – are you guys keeping tr- – uh, is it a public record of how it's going? Yes, because I'm going to write about it every week. Okay, and so – And I'm going to make fun of whoever so he can. So he can play at home. He can foul he can. He plays at home. You know, he doesn't get anything. He just a satisfaction of, yep, I knew I'd beat those the guys. The best part of this, the whole reason why I want to do it is for those weekly write-ups when I'm going to make fun of everybody who does badly. And I will say – I hope it's not I, me. I will say your wrap ups are are very are a must read. Oh well thank you. I have uh you you you're very talented and you oh. have you have humor that no one really sees all the Don't time. Don't really need it in the day to day writing no, for the most part, no. but it is fun when you get to write that yes. sort of way. I'm looking forward to reading nice I'm you. looking forward to reading that. <laughs> okay. See? You may get me into it next year. I'm looking forward to um the roster being cut down to fifty three, not because mm-hmm. I look forward to guys' dreams being uh, delayed or ended, but because I look forward to those. There's always the two or three guys that you're really, really happy for them that they made it. And I'm, maybe one of them will be our guy Taylor today, Tanner Hudson. Yeah, if you're listening to this before Friday, I'm looking forward to Friday's game. I always like preseason game number three. It is the best of the nice preseason warm. games. Gives, gives me a feel for where we're, where we're headed. Can we have a little less weight? That's all I'm asking, a little less weight. You think? Can we just have a dry night? I know it's August, it's Tampa, but... That would be awesome. That would be a lot of fun. We'll go with that. All right, cool. All right, you done? Uh Okay, since you did, thanks for listening.